Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, where we seek to equip the church to understand and live out its faith. I'm your host, Stephen Dew. I'm the preaching pastor at South Caraway Baptist Church in Jonesboro, Arkansas. We want to thank you for joining us today, and let's get right to today's episode. Well, welcome everybody to another edition of the Doctrine Matters podcast. I want to talk to you about something that I think is plaguing our nation, our culture, and everything else that you can think of, our churches, because all of this is intertwined some in some way, shape, or another. And I want to talk to you about man. Now, we all know that man is fallen, that we are depraved, that we are wicked. Our hearts are deceitfully wicked, the Bible says. Who can know it? Our throats are an open grave, the Bible says. There's a lot that we have that we understand from the scriptures about what man is and who man is. And and part of that is, and and all of that is that we're fallen. But here is a, a major problem that I have with men today. And at times, I see this coming up in my own life as well. But for the most part, I see men and hear men all over the place that are still acting like children. And again, there are times in my life when some of that old person rears its head and I have to repent and I have to to not act or, or say the things that I do because... I am a new creature in Christ. I'm no longer that old person. So sometimes that old man decides it wants to try to uh, just come back up out of nowhere, and I have to kill that in my life. But here's the problem. We have got a lot of men living in this culture that are not doing that. They're not killing sin. They, They don't care even about the things of God. They don't care about church. They don't care about anything that has to do with the Lord, the Word, or any of those things like that. So we have a culture full of men that are still acting like little boys. And one of the biggest examples I have, and where this really hit me, and where this really, uh, this idea for this episode took off was this past weekend, my oldest son is going to be turning 16 on the 20th of May. And several weeks ago, he asked me if we could go to a UFC fight out in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, just some side comments about my oldest son. He is very mature for his age. He works a full-time job. He homeschools. He has saved money. He, he just paid a down payment to buy his own used vehicle. And he bought the tickets and the hotel for the UFC fight out in Phoenix, Arizona. So I told him, if that's the case, then I'll buy the airfare and uh, I'll buy the meals, and we'll go have a great weekend for your 16th birthday, just some father-son time. Matter of fact, it was some of the best time I've ever had with my son, my oldest son. We really enjoyed the weekend. However, uh, when we got to the fight, that, that changed. I mean, he and I still had a great time. And let me just say this as well, extra side comment. Some of you may be thinking, the UFC, what is that? It's the Ultimate Fighting Championship. It's mixed martial arts. It is hand-to-hand combat. It is wrestling it is real wrestling by the way it, 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 there is submissions it's mixed martial arts and these two uh, men or two women they get in the uh, an octagon and they compete they fight one another now some of you may say well that's barbaric and i would say you're absolutely right and it's awesome uh, but you may say well i don't agree with that i don't think that's biblical i don't think it's christian 
And I would say that we might differ in opinion. I would say that I believe there is um, some, some things in Scripture that would lead us to believe that boxing and, and, and um, competing in this sort of way are, are permissible in, in the eyes of God as long as it's done uh, out of respect and competition. And, and uh, that's what this is 99% of the time in the UFC. There's a lot of respect between the fighters, and it's just a sport. It's just like football or hockey. Uh, you may like hockey, and in hockey they hit each other really hard, and they actually fight in hockey, and they only have to sit out five minutes. It's crazy thing about hockey is you only have to sit out five minutes after fighting. But anyway, uh, I would just say this, that I, I don't think there is anything inherently wrong with watching and, per and participating in mixed martial arts and enjoying that as competition and as a form of entertainment so long as it is done for the glory of God. Now, when my son and I got to the fights in Phoenix on that Saturday evening, man, we just loved where we were sitting. Although we were sitting kind of high, there were perfect seats. You could see everything. Uh, it was just a fun time. But what was really troubling, and I know this. Now, I know that we live in a fallen world, that uh, there, man is depraved. I, I know this. But there were full-grown men sitting around us. Everywhere we looked, there were full-grown men, and, and very not as many, but some of their wives were with them or girlfriends or whatever. But the, the men, there were 10 men to one female. So... Uh, there were a lot of men at this event, as you would expect for a mixed martial arts fight. And from early on, as soon as we sat down, the crowds weren't huge at first, but they ultimately grew and grew and grew until you get to the main event and the main card of the evening, and then the place is packed, 20,000 people packed in there like sardines. But from the moment we got there, I think we sat through nine or ten fights, and the people sitting in our vicinity... The men in our vicinity were saying some of the most obscene things that would embarrass and did embarrass me, not just because my son was with me, but because I, I'm a man, and some of the things that they said embarrassed me. And they were saying them out loud, and people were laughing at the things they were saying, and I'm obviously not going to say some of the things that they've said uh, on this episode, but, or any episode for that matter. But you can just use your imagination. Some vulgar, very perverted things that were being said, talking about body parts of both the men and women, front and back, all of the things that you can think of. It was likely said that night. I mean, just screaming it across the, the, the auditorium. We were in the, the Footprint Center, this large arena that it was just going forth and people laughing at this obscene, vulgar language that was coming out of a grown man's mouth. Now, my, my, my kids were raised, uh, we, don't, we don't think that when we hear somebody cuss, we're like, oh my goodness, we don't do earmuffs and things like that. I mean, it's part of the world we live in, so we never shielded our kids from that. So my son wasn't embarrassed. It's nothing that he has never heard before. And again, we can agree to disagree on those points, but I'm not, that's not what I'm here to do here on this episode. But uh, my son has grown up. He knows people are depraved. He knows man is depraved. He knows that his heart is, is wicked and, and that he should not follow his heart but follow Christ. So it's not necessarily that I was embarrassed for him or that he was embarrassed. It was just I can't believe that grown men would speak that way. And I know that men say some stupid things as do I sometimes, but this was constant. And then we move through the night, and this, this row behind us fills up with grown men. I'm 38 years old, and some of these guys, I think, were, were probably several years older than me. 
and you could hear them talking, and it was awful. It was terrible, the language and the filth that was coming out of their mouths. They drank more beer than I've ever seen anybody drink in a lifetime, it seems like. And I heard one of them say three beers, I think, cost him 60 bucks. That is unheard of. He shouldn't have been drinking anyway because it just made things worse with their vulgar language. And the more they drank, the louder they got. But as I sat there watching these fights and actually enjoying the fights, there were some good fights, some boring fights. But overall, my son and I, we were really enjoying the fights, which that is what we went to do was enjoy the fights. But I found myself thinking over and over and over about how our culture celebrates wickedness. Now, you can listen to several episodes in the past. You can turn on the news. You can do whatever you want to and look out in our culture, and we can see that we live in a culture that celebrates wickedness. We live in a culture that celebrates sin. And this is not something that we should be doing as a culture because we can see the the decline the degradation of a culture by by applauding and upholding wickedness and and not calling men to be men even if they're not christian we don't see men calling other men to act like men and let me tell you something yelling out profanities at a sporting event is not a manly thing to do yelling out uh, vulgar and just some wicked talk and perverted language in any setting is not a manly thing to do. As a matter of fact, it's very childish and it is not appropriate in any sort of venue, arena, street corner, or anything else. We find ourselves living in a time where it seems like wickedness and sin is celebrated and true Christianity is seen as what is actually wicked and should go away. So that brings me to think about all of the men inside the church that profess to be Christians that would live this way outside of the four walls of the church building with no thought to how they live their lives, no thought to what they say or no care to what they say. There are many men, including women, but this is primarily to men, that live a contradictory, a contradicting lifestyle to what they profess. So they may, they may profess Christ, but when they're in public, they talk and say whatever they want to. They laugh at dirty jokes. They tell dirty jokes. They cuss. They do all these types of things. But then on Sunday morning, they're right back in the church pew. I can think of several country songs I've heard over the past 10 years that talk about uh, just living it up, partying and cussing, but on Sundays, we're going to church because that's what you do, especially in the South. You go to church. Well, here's the thing. If you are a man that professes to be a Christian but can calmly and coolly, collectively, and without any sort of remorse, live your life in such a way that dishonors God, that is filthy language, filthy talk, and filthy gestures. If you can do that with no conviction, then I would submit to you on this episode of the podcast that I do not believe that you're a Christian. Now, you may be listening and you may be applauding and say, yes, I agree with you. That, 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 that can't happen. But there is probably someone you know in your life that lives this way, that says they're a Christian, yet lives in opposition to biblical Christianity. In that case, we must be bold enough and strong enough men to go to these people in private or even in a public setting and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. 
Because one thing is for sure is the Bible's clear is that when we become a man, we've got to put off childish things. But the problem is we live in a world where men are not becoming men. They're still living as children. As a matter of fact, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, he says this, When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. You see, he's, he put all these childish ways behind him. He grew up and became a man, a man that protected people, that loved people, that cared for people. If you're a man that has got a wife and a, a, a child or children, you're, you're a man that should love them so much that you're going to go to work to provide for them, that you're going to protect them. But most importantly, you're going to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to them. You're going to walk through the word with them. And you're going to encourage them to point their lives towards Christ and not to things of this world. Because ultimately, when we live this way, we are going to see God be glorified and people strengthen in their walk with Christ. But if we still live as children, when we profess to be men, when we profess to be Christians, we're doing nothing but adding to the decline of society. We're doing nothing but adding to the sinfulness of this world, and this must stop. We have got to do something. And if you're listening and you profess to be a believer, I, I've said this. It seems like we're always dealing with something that is surrounding this topic. But Ephesians chapter 4, this is probably a familiar passage of Scripture to you um, that says... Let's see if I can get in Ephesians. Uh, let no unwholesome talk. Okay, 429. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word that is good for edification according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. See, we got to give words that are wholesome, not unwholesome. You see, when, we, when these men are parading around and actually living like boys, that is a lot of unwholesome talk that is coming out of their mouth. There's a lot of things that are happening in that moment that is not glorifying God and it's not building up one another. As a matter of fact, those, uh, I wonder how many of those people that were at that fight acting like a child and acting foolishly, I wonder how many of them are probably going to show up at a local church this Sunday. Or how many of them show up to a church every Sunday? That's a problem. When you have people that are living like the world, but are living like a Christian on Sundays. You see, the church is not just a place where, where we gather and we're supposed to somehow get some sort of hoorah for the week and then go live however you want to. The church is a place where we gather to glorify God to encourage one another, to sing the Bible, to sing the truth of God back to him, to encourage one another, uh, to admonish and correct one another, to uh, stir one another up to good works. We are to be equipped by the pastor. And pastor, if you are the pastor, you are to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. The Bible's clear in that as well in Ephesians. So we have to be clear that Sundays is not just some sort of hoorah day where we're going to be Christians for that one day and then go out and live our own life however we want to. That day, we take, we glorify God, and then we go out and give ourselves 
to God in service and proclamation of the gospel and live obedient lives for him and in front of others and serve one another so that our Christian life is actually put on display, not for all the world to see, but so that we can glorify God in heaven. But in that, we're going to love and serve one another the way God has intended us to do. You see, he has called us to love and glorify him first and foremost. That is a vertical relationship we have with the Lord. We are to love him, give him glory, and submit to him and then from there we go out horizontally where we go out and we love one another we serve one another we build each other up we correct one another in love we restore one another gently that is what we are called to do not have this one day out of seven day relationship with with god at quote unquote church and then go out and just live however you you know you however you well please because that is not what the bible calls us to do we have to be obedient to what the word of god says first john chapter 2 teaches us to not to love the world or the things in the world because this world and all of its desires are passing away all of these things are going to go away this darkness this evil this these things that are, are no good for believers it's all going away and anyone that loves the world and the things of the world will find themselves pass away with it as well they will find themselves in hell for eternity which is why we need to make sure that we don't love the world there were many men at this ufc event that loved the world and the things of the world and it was very clear in the way they were talking and the way they were acting and uh, all of the beer they drank, which made them act even crazier. Um, this is just a society that is bombarded with stupidity, that's bombarded with childish behavior. Um, we need to have childlike faith. We don't need to act like a child. The Bible is clear that when we become a man, we act like it. And there are a lot of things that were happening not only just at this UFC fight, but things that happen at your work every day, that happen even maybe in your friend group every day, that happen in churches all across the world. Uh, people act like the world and think nothing else about it. They think they're cool. They think they are something special. They think that they're just going to get away with it, that they can live however they want to. And many of these, many of these reasons that people act like this I'm convinced stem from years and years and years of cheap grace. People thinking that just because they walked an aisle at a church, because they repeated a prayer, that the preacher said they were saved, that they have that to hold on to, and they think that, well, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven when I die, I can just live however I want to. That's not how it works. That's not how it works, but I'm afraid that that is the mentality and the thinking of many people because... They have that one day to hold on to, that one day where they walked that aisle and prayed that prayer and, and did all the things that they, they are supposed to do, quote-unquote, externally. But external things does not equal salvation. The only way one is saved is by repenting and believing the good news of Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said that in Mark 1.15. We know that Jesus came to this earth he lived a perfect sinless life he became the permanent sacrifice that we all needed there will never have to be another sacrifice jesus came lived a sinless life he died the death that you and i deserved he was the propitiation meaning he satisfied the wrath of god he was nailed to a cross he bore the sins of the world and for those that repent of their sins that 
confess their sin to God, seek forgiveness for that sin, and turn from that sin, and believe that Jesus came and died, and then rose again after he was buried three days, he came back alive, believed that he came back alive, and ascended back to heaven where he's seated at the right hand of God right now. The Bible says if we repent and believe these things, that we will be saved. And once we're saved, that means that we are positionally sanctified. We are no longer under the wrath and condemnation of God, but now we have been set apart unto holiness for his good pleasure, for his glory. We are not set apart to live the life that we want to. We're not set apart to say whatever we want to. We're not set apart to do whatever we want to. We're set apart unto holiness, positionally sanctified under the lordship of Jesus Christ, not under the father, the, the, the father of lies, Satan, the father of this world. We are no longer under him. We are positionally sanctified under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And from there, we begin a life of repentance and faith, repentance and faith as we seek to be obedient to him in all things. And to be obedient, we have to be obedient to the word. What does the Bible say? Do what the Bible says. It's simple. Don't do what the Bible says not do. A lot of people say, well, Christianity is just a bunch of do's and don'ts. And really, it, it kind of is. It's, you know, don't murder people. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Uh, don't take the Lord's name in vain. Don't act like a heathen. Don't act like a worldly person. Don't love the world. But give God glory. Do these things. Love Christ. Do these things. Follow Jesus. Lay off the sin that so easily entangles you. Do that. So essentially, Christianity is a list of do's and don'ts, but it's not a do's and don'ts. It's a legalistic, constricting thing. We do it for the glory of God because we have been changed by grace through faith. And we don't want to, we, we can't live like the old man we once were and love it. We can't live that lifestyle and, and like it anymore. So we have to change because there's going to be a new desire in our heart when we become brand new for us to be who God has called us to be. And that is people that are obedient and zealous for him and not for things of the world. So men, it is time. It's past time. For us, for you, for me, to stand up and be bold for the glory of God. And if you are listening to this podcast, you are not saved. It is time. Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says, that you repent of your sin and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. It is time for men to start acting like men and stop doing and saying childish things. We have got to be people that are seeking the good pleasure of the Lord, that are seeking His will, that are seeking to live the way He has called us to live, not living in any way we so please. So men, I am calling you, step up, be a man, take care of your family, provide for them, protect them, lead them in the Word. Whatever it takes, do it. If you need some help on how to lead your family through the Word, I, I am not perfect at it. I don't think anybody is, but I can share with you what I do. As a matter of fact, I'll share with you what I do right now so you don't even have to worry about reaching out to me, but you can if you want to. What I do is we are right now with my family. I have four kids and a wife. I have um, a, a kid that's about to be 16, one that's 13, one that's 11, and one that's 6. And what we do is we all sit around the table, 
and we're going through the book of 1 John. And I'm not taking huge bites out of 1 John because attention spans and all the things that are happening right now, we get deeper and deeper as we go and longer and longer as they grow. But we're just sitting down 5, 10, 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be long, but we're just taking bite-sized pieces of the book of 1 John and I'm teaching them the Word of God. I'm teaching them the Gospel. I have kids that profess to be Christians. I have some that have yet to be uh, professing believers. So we just walk through the Word of God. There will be times where we sing after we're complete. We pray, and we hold each other accountable. We do those things, and it's simple. We have many helps out there that can help us understand the Bible. They can help us understand it, but if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit will illuminate these things and allow you to believe it. Just the Holy Spirit alone will help you understand and believe so much of the Word of God. So I encourage you men, get off the golf courts, golf courts, the golf course, the basketball courts, get out of the office, get home with your family. Now, let me say this. There's nothing wrong with being on a golf course. There's nothing wrong with being on a basketball court. There's nothing wrong with working because you must provide. But this can go to an extreme where you neglect your family. And I'll even say this. I'm actually out of town right now. And what I've been doing, I've been FaceTiming my family each night. And we've still been walking through the book of 1 John. Just because you go out of town doesn't mean that you can't continue to do your duties as a Christian husband. And maybe you're not a maybe you're not a, a a married man right now. That doesn't mean that you can still act childish. If you're a man, especially a man of God, it's time for you to act like one as well. It's time for you to prepare your heart for that person that God may have for you. So when the time comes, you begin your courtship with leading that person, that woman, through the Word of God and praying with her and doing all these things that married men are supposed to do. So start preparing your heart now for who God may have for you and and be prepared to lead her the way God has called you to lead through his word. So the big thrust in this episode, men put off childish things, put down the video games, put down the Cheetos, put down all the things that are causing you to neglect your manhood and get after it. Start being a man, start giving God glory in all that you do, start loving your family if you have one and start proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's that simple really. Be a man. Don't be childish any longer. Until next time, thank you for listening. God bless.